Miami gets back to their winning ways with a big 18-point victory over the Bulls with several players contributing and, more importantly, doing so late in the game when it matters most. The Heat shot over 48% from three and enjoyed their best offensive game of the season and, finally, a comfortable win. But we've got questions about Duncan Robinson and Jaime Hawkins Jr., and we'll break it all down in today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always is David Ramil. Wherever you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. The Heat got their first double-digit win beating the Bulls by 18, their widest margin of victory this season. The Heat have won eight of their last nine. We're going to get to our credit cookies for Bam, Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Hakas Jr., and others later on. But let, what's, uh, David, what was your biggest takeaway from this one? couple, actually. One positive, one negative. I'm going to go positive first. I think Miami did a really good job of sharing the ball, 31 assists on their 48 made field goals. Uh, they were, again, moving the ball with intent. It's something that we've talked about during their seven-game win streak that was not evident in Saturday's loss to the Chicago Bulls that ended that same winning streak. But tonight they were doing very well and shooting the ball from range. Uh, Duncan Robinson had another big game. A lot of players stepping up and finding ways to contribute in, in their own small way, a total team effort. So that's the positive for me is just watching this team continue to find ways to, to maximize role players while they're out on the floor. You get Jimmy and Bam to have – Really solid, good contributing nights. Not takeovers necessarily, but just good nights. And then everybody else finding a way to chip in alongside them. The bad though is well, that. Wait, can we hold, can we can we hold it on the negative one? Let's just start with the positives. Sure. All right, sure. Let's focus right. on the good. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's start with the good stuff. Um, I'm glad you brought up the three point shooting. They go 17 of 35. Uh, Duncan Robinson obviously being a big part of that. But you're getting big time. You're, you're getting Josh Richardson going two for six. You got Kevin Love going three for five. Jaime Hakas Jr. going three for four. You're getting it from up and down the roster. This was like I said before, their first double digit win of the season. That's crazy. Their previous biggest win was eight points, uh, and and they were up by like 22 points uh, with like seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, uh, is this good? Or are we, yeah. can we can we can we breathe here? Or is this I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I did not feel comfortable with that lead at all. How I'm could thinking you? like not yeah, not until they cut it to like the four point minute mark. I'm thinking, okay, now it's pretty much established. I don't think Chicago really seems to care. And they were shooting so badly. They yeah. missed all nine of their three point field goals in the fourth quarter. So yeah, I, I at that point in time, then I kind of think, okay, now you can at least win, even if you wind up letting that lead slip away a little bit. It's a yeah. comfortable enough margin. They won the fourth quarter 25 to 19. So that was good too. They never trailed in this game. They won the fourth quarter. The three point shooting, like we said, was right where you wanted it. They won everything in terms of the turnover margin. They won the, the rebounding margin. They won the points in the paint. They won the second chance points. They won fast break points. They basically won this game. They dominated this game. They won it full, uh, all the way through. This was kind of the. This is also the kind of game that the Heat have been winning. You keep the overall possessions low for the game. They got to the free throw line a bunch. 17 of 20 from the free throw line. Uh, enough three-pointers in this one with the 35 attempts. They obviously made a bunch of them. You kept the rebounding margin close. They actually won the rebounding margin in this one, but just keeping it close is part of the formula for Miami to win games this season. And obviously, you win the turnover margin. That's Miami's formula. They executed it. 
not just for one or two or three quarters, but for four quarters. Yeah, no, it was a great overall game. And the fourth quarter production, I, I think like again, Chicago really played very badly during that last stretch. But yes. I think you can count some of that on Miami's defense. Like they did a good job. They fielded a good lineup. Jimmy, uh, not out there in the fourth quarter, not necessary either because Miami was able to continue to build on their lead. We got some minutes actually from some of the bench guys that haven't seen a lot of playing time recently. But twenty nine minutes that they- tonight for Jimmy Butler, that's big, you know, in the middle of this road trip. And, he, you know, he's been jet setting back and forth from G league games, courtside G league games to the real basketball games. Um, some of the biggest plays in this one that I really enjoyed the Jimmy Butler sky hook, where he yelled out sky hook while doing it is just classic Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's right. If you had to pick between that one or flashing the five Oh, when he hit his second three pointer to get back to 50% a couple of nights ago, which is the better sort of mid game, mid sort of possession celebration. Skyhook, I think I, I like the fact that he's keeping running tabs of his three point percentage is a good thing to kind of monitor. But that just like as he's making this play again at a broken down play when he has the ball in his hands along the baseline as the shot clock expiring, he's like, I got to do something with this. And he says, you know what? Let me attack the pain of the defense. And he comes in with that sweeping right hand. And as he's doing it, calls as it he's out. Doing it. This, that was that was taking the crumpled piece of paper and yelling Kobe as you throw it into the recycling bin. That's what that yes. was. It was the yeah. same energy, and I loved it. I love that. Um, yeah, that was my favorite moment of the game. Going back to that fourth quarter, though, when Miami really put this game away, they got out to that 22-point uh, lead. We'll talk about Hawkes and Duncan a little bit later on, but uh, Jaime Hawkes, a driving kick to Caleb Martin, misses a three-pointer. This is when uh, Chicago had made a couple baskets in the row, and Miami had gone like a, a couple minutes without made, making a field goal. So Hawkes drives, kicks to Caleb for the three. Caleb misses the three. Hawkes ends up below the rim, gets the offensive rebound, flips it to a cutting bam out of bio. And yep. I thought that was a very big play. Uh, Duncan Robinson, a dagger three-pointer uh, late in that game, basically, to give them that big win, uh, that big lead. And then uh, found Jaime Hawkes with like that probing, again, baseline driving dribble that we've seen him do since he's filled in now for Tyler Hero, that starting guard spot. He's becoming more of a playmaker and all these things. And we saw all of that stuff on display tonight against a Chicago team that is not very good. And that quite frankly, the heat should have beaten two a, a few nights ago. This should be a nine, a, a nine game winning streak rather than winning eight of their last nine. They're eight and one in the last nine. It's hard to complain about it, but yeah. you just looked at the kind of effort that the bulls gave in this one. And it just like, yeah, this was the game that they should have had two nights ago. Right. And they almost That's- did have it. That's my negative takeaway is that it's hard to take something too positive away from the fact that Chicago looked really gassed, disinterested, looked like they gave up whatever spark of energy that has really rarely existed throughout this season. They kind of flashed most of it in the fourth quarter against Miami a couple nights ago. Other than that, they haven't really shown that. Uh, you know, Miami, again, credit their defense. They did a good job. I know Spolster will want to point out, but there were wide open shots, bad passes, lack of effort. They just really crap the game away from the Chicago side of things. So Miami, you know, again, it's a good win, but it's not a great win because it's not over a real quality team. I'll t- uh, okay. I mean, you can be entitled to great wins. I like, this is the first double digit win of the season. Like, what I, are we, what are we complaining about here? Like, you no, just- it's not a complaint. It's not a complaint. It's just like, it's hard for me. Like we talked about this yesterday. The fact that they, they grind every game. And, and I think 
this game could possibly, if not for a couple of big shots down the stretch, might have been just as similar, if not for the fact that Chicago played so poorly Can and without any actual Bulls a little winning. bit. I know we're not locked on Bulls, but it's worth exploring here as an Eastern Conference rival and the team that the Heat had to beat in yeah. the playing tournament last year to make the playoffs. They're five and ten now. They yep. stink. You mentioned the not playing with any energy. Like this team yeah. is talented, right? Yep. DeMar DeRozan, Alice Caruso, Zach Levine, Nikola, like Kobe White. These are talented players. A lot of them first round picks. Like yep. I like a lot of the players on this roster, but Billy Donovan uh, just doesn't seem to have the ability to inspire this team. They don't, they're not playing inspired. Zach Levine, only nine shot attempts tonight in 35 minutes. This is a guy on the trade block who's in his own little bit of drama right now and does not seem to be responding well from it. What is going on with them? They're like the anti-heat. The way that Miami maximizes everybody on the roster, whether they just first joined or whether they're longtime veterans. In Chicago's case, they take everybody and make them worse versions of themselves. Like they're, they're only half as good as they've been elsewhere. I mean, I know that DeMar had a great run a couple of seasons ago where he was getting MVP talk and everything else. He's always been a very good clutch player, but that's also, you know, an all time great in DeMar DeRozan. Everybody else, however, has just like really regressed this season. They can't seem to find a way to incorporate a steady rotation. And which nobody seems these, like they want to play there. Which one of these guys do you want to like hashtag free? Uh, more to get onto a contender. Like, which one of these guys do you want to see playing for a contender the most? It doesn't have to be me, pers- me yeah. personally. Me personally, it's Nikola Vucevic. Like, I mean, I, I saw that guy be really solid in Orlando for years, and I know what he's gone yeah. through just to get to a winning organization. And the flip side, you get Aaron Gordon, a guy who he played alongside in Orlando yeah. for a long time, winning a championship last year for Vucevic. I mean, that that's it. Like, he has he's just been on a really bad Magic team for a long time that tasted playoff success yep. very briefly. And in Chicago, it's been the same thing. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to credit cookies next. How many are we going to give to somebody like Jaime and Duncan? Are there even enough cookies to give out? We're going to deal with that after this here on Lockdown Heat. Today's episode of Lockdown Heat is brought to you by FanDuel. You can score early during the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is really, really easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So right now, go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOff and make sure to enjoy the NFL season as it continues on to the March of the Playoffs. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Our recaps of all these games, David, on Locked on Heat. Are included on that streaming channel, as are the episodes from Locked On Dolphins, Locked On Marlins, Locked On Florida Panthers, and all those good things uh, from the South Florida sports market. But it is time to get to the tastiest segment in Locked On Heat. It is time to hand out some credit cookies, David. Where are we going to start? Oh, I think you were going to ask me what kind of cookie we were going. I know, with I've been today. inconsistent like, about this this season. I can't, I can't Did keep you have one? Did you have one ready? I, you know, like. <laughs> 
this past weekend, uh, my family went uh, to the uh, Daily Bread Marketplace. They've got a couple locations here in South Florida, a, uh, a Lebanese cuisine style place. Uh, we, we love, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, really great food. They've been a stable uh, in, in South Florida for many, many, many years. And uh, we continue to enjoy it. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and they've got this uh, cashew cookie. I can't remember the exact Ooh. name that they have it, but it was uh, delicious, according to my my son and wife. They, they enjoyed the cookie quite a bit. So we're going to go with 10 cashew cookies, courtesy of Daily Bread Marketplace. And we'll start off, I should say. Oh, Let's start off with Duncan Robinson, because we've been talking about Duncan a lot lately. And I know we're going to do it again when we answer questions later in the show. But, again, continuing to be just really con- – what do you make of – what we I, I can't recall exactly where it was reported now, but the fact that he's been sitting next to Kevin Love on the team plane that seems to have unlocked a whole new worldly conference about him. Like, do you are you buying that? Is it a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? <laughs> uh, like, I think it's something definitely. Uh, Kevin Love has such a way about him in that locker room for Heat fans yep. that don't really necessarily know. And I know this has been talked about with Kevin Love on the broadcast and stuff a little bit here and there this season, but. He's a very important person in the Heat's locker room. He's not taking over for Udonis Haslam because nobody can. But Kevin Love has mentioned the fact that he's called up Udonis Haslam and asked him for advice on how to lead this particular locker room. And Kevin Love has been a leader everywhere he's been, from Minnesota, Cleveland, and obviously now in Miami. So, And he's won a championship. And there's not a lot of guys in that room that has won a championship. Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, that's it, you know? And, and, and like, obviously, you know, I'm I'm talking about players, not coaches. So... Um, when it comes from somebody who's won a championship and has played with maybe the greatest player of all time in LeBron James, and he's sitting there on the plane telling you, Hey, you could ball that means that has, how does that not mean something? Right. So I, I buying it and you could see him, he's playing with so much more confidence. We could talk about the probe dribbles that I've, I've mentioned before the baseline stuff that he's doing the, the left-handed passes. Like now he's just yeah. like, he's like, he's shooting threes and turning Steph Curry style before they sink. Like he is. Not just playing with a confidence. Dare I say, David, he's playing with swagger. Yep. And that is so important. And you know who that wins in that locker room outside of Kevin Love? That wins over Jimmy Butler. And that's a big deal. Yep. I, I would say joy also, too. Like yeah. every time, like he's taking tough shots that he knows in his mind are very difficult. And he hits them and he kind of looks immediately to the bench and this big kind of like sheepish grin breaks day. out. He hit that yeah. three-pointer and there's like three seconds left on the shot clock in the first amazing quarter. Kyle shot. Lowry yeah. whips across amazing pass too. Kyle Lowry yeah. whips this cross-court pass all the way to Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson has to battle for the ball up in the air, land with it. It never really even, I don't know, it doesn't look like the ball even hits his palms. It's always fingertips, yeah. right? And he just yeah. lofts it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's about to go in. You could almost tell as soon as he shot it. And nothing but net went right in the basket. And he's, and like you said, the joy, he just turns to the bench and starts laughing. I love right. that. Laughing, yeah. laughing mid game is like, that's better than the too small celebration. Cause the too small thing is kind of like over, kind of over yeah. that. Just yeah. laughing in the middle of the game. That's like Michael Jordan shrug. That's like, that's like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore here. I'm just making baskets. Good vibes, right? I, Good I mean, vibes. it's just amazing. And I know a lot of people joked about that was the, the power of friendship from last season and everything else like that. But I think the good vibes have mostly carried in there. So I, 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 I'm happy to see it. Happy for Duncan. And he's How playing great. You know, just because there are so many to give out to other players, I'm saying two. Two cashew cookies. Two cashew cookies. I'm all right with that. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jaime Jaquez now. 
Ooh. We wow. haven't talked but... about him in too long here. <laughs> it's been a whole segment. I mean, yeah, we're gonna, we're definitely going to get to him later on in the show, too, when we get to our listener questions. But Jaime Hakas Jr. tonight, stat line, 19 points on 8 of 13 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3-point range. All four of the... All, all four attempts, the three makes, were from the corner, which I love. He doesn't need to be taken above the break threes. He knows it. But when he's open in the corner, especially when Miami runs that splash action where they have somebody screening right in front of him on the baseline yeah. or so, or close to it, I love that look for him. He obviously loves that look because he made three of the four shots. Uh, four assists, three rebounds, two steals in this one. He was a plus 24, which was best on the team, leading a bench unit that dominated this game. Like, the starting unit was fine. The bench unit really swung the game for Miami, and it's why it was a blowout win and not just a win-win. And Jaime, obviously, was a big part of that. I think we got to start with at least two cookies for him. I've got him at two as well. I I think, you know, all the talk about him being the player he was at UCLA and playing in big moments in a four-year varsity player and everything else like that, like, that does matter, especially with a team like Miami that can – incorporate a player like that effectively because they are so clear in their hierarchy. There's no uh, lack of confidence or structure or anything like that. It's the kind of factors that often bog down a rookie season that doesn't exist in Miami. They've been too stable and too good a franchise for too long to kind of botch his rookie season this way. But I also think you have to kind of, that's this that's discounting the work that Jaime has clearly put in because I, I noticed it a lot with his shot. It's much more smooth, much more mm. fluid. It's changed, like tweaked maybe over the course of the season already. Where on that on that corner shot, like I'm I'm looking at his form and going, oh, he's he's got this. Like like as the shot is up in the air, it's like okay. Well, you're confident, confident in the shot now. You're expecting it to yeah. go in. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a far cry from where he was a couple of weeks ago when he had that 0 for six night and, and cost Miami. Yeah, but it was it was it's just night and day. He's turned into such a really good complementary role player, and he's playing effectively and efficiently. Like there's nothing that he can't do. And again, that's something we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. But he's been a, a phenomenal add to Miami's roster. Bam Adebayo dominated his matchup against Vucevic tonight. 23 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. We'll just compare it to Vuce since I said it. 18 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists for Nikola Vucevic. Uh, Bam was efficient. 8 of 14 yep. from the field overall. Uh, I, I think I think another 2 cookies for him makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right. Just a great overall night for Bam. I can't say enough. Like Again, I know a lot of people might be expecting a huge night from him in terms of production, and maybe those nights will come. But overall, considering what he does in the defensive end and as a playmaker, tonight was still a, a, a much more it. improver. Yeah. Yeah. Duncan going in the first quarter. You had Jaime going in his minutes. Kevin Love going when Bam was on the bench. Like Bam also recognizes, like, if I have to go out there and score 30, I'll do it. But yeah. if I could just score 23 points, 11 rebounds, and six assists, like, kind of, like, almost, it, it's not, it's almost, almost a triple double. Uh, over under on how many more triple doubles he'll have over the course of the season. He's usually a couple, th- I, probably two. Two or three. I think right, you know, that's fair. But he's going to get close a whole lot of times just like this, and I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> all right, so we got those two guys. Let's do Jimmy really quick. Um, Jimmy Butler, twenty or 16 points, 4 of 11 overall, 3 yeah. rebounds, 6 assists. He was a plus 17. The stat line doesn't really pop, but I thought he was very much in control in that first quarter basically set the tone for Miami. I think he's it's worth a cookie. 6 assists, 3 rebounds. I mean yeah. – Still aggressive getting to the line. The shot wasn't falling a couple of times there. I was kind of surprised, especially around the rim, where it looked like if he had hit those, we would be talking a much more different way about Jimmy Butler's performance. I'm almost inclined to give him two cookies just because, again, he was important in those minutes out there. 
So that would be eight total for those four players. Can I can I yeah. can I convince you to just do the one? Because I want to spread the love a little bit. It's more. fair. You got All five right. last time. One is fine. All right. So we're gonna give one to Kevin Love and one to Josh Richardson. Kevin Love, three for five from three point range. When Ke- Kevin Love, assuming the backup center minutes, is so important, not just because you're awarding him from the leadership in the locker room, which is important, but yep. also because that he's just shooting more threes at more volume than Thomas Bryant is, and this team so desperately needs that. And there's no drop-off defensively from Kevin Love to Thomas Bryant. There's not really a drop-off in the rebounding uh, margin either. I mean, you got Kevin Love, eight rebounds tonight. He was really big. So I think a cookie yep. for him, 10 points off the bench, and then Josh, or 11 points off the bench for Kevin Love, 10 points off the bench for Josh Richardson, 4 of 12 overall. Love that he was taking the shots. 2 of 6 from three-point range. I love that 50% of his shots were three-pointers. But his biggest score of the game was not a three-pointer. It was a put-back dunk, which I'm not even <laughs> sure where that came from. Coming out of nowhere, nobody boxes out on the Chicago Bulls because they don't care about basketball anymore. And Josh Richardson just comes in and a putback <laughs> slam and then flexes on him. I loved it. A cookie for him and a cookie for Kevin Love. So that's nine total. I, I love that you called Two, out four, that, that. Yeah, oh, one geez. for Jimmy. Right. That's okay. Because one more goes to Kyle Lowry. I think right. he was I like really him. good. I, I love his active rebounding. Hit some nice shots too. Aggressive and trying to get to the rim. Uh, took the, the 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 Kobe White matchup personally, I think. Although he came out on the losing end, maybe overall White had a big game, but mostly on three point shots there. But overall, I just I liked his his energy, especially in the third yeah. quarter, like when Miami was trying to kind of increase their lead or at least keep Chicago at bay. Kyle did a really good job of that, and and having some really nice yep. momentum shifting possessions too, and and, and controlling the game. Six assists to one turnover. That's 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 a Chris Paul point god ratio so that's great kevin um, love too by the way like yeah. the the tippy toy the t- uh, tippy toe threes from behind the line with the step back like like he was fluid out there in a way that i don't think we've seen it from him in a heat uniform he looked really really engaged early on a little bit more uh, light on his step perhaps and 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 it's a good call out in, the, in terms of the fact that his defense is on par with Thomas Bryant, which isn't great, but it worked well tonight when he was matched up against uh, Nick Vucevic. Against quicker, smaller backups, well, that's going to be a problem regardless because neither neither option of Miami's roster, either Bryant nor Love, equipped to handle those defensively. Yeah. But oh, on a night like tonight, he can hold his own against Vooch. Yeah. He can he can box him out. He can hold him. And Andre Drummond. You're not worried about yes. Andre Drummond really either. Good so. point. Good point. Uh, we've talked about Jaime Hawkes quite a bit. We're going to talk about him a little bit more. Specifically, what's the best comp that we can think of for mm-hmm. the Miami Heat rookie? We're going to talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? Well, now you can find them in the Community Plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in Prize Picks' community each week and price picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games if you've got a player who exits the game in the first half due to injury and is not returned in the second that player gets rebooted price picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy it's so easy to use go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown nba right now use the code lockdown nba and you get a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash lockdown NBA. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. It's time to get your listener questions. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions on Twitter using the hashtag AskLOHeat. 
As always, you can send in questions for our mailbags. It's lockedonheat at gmail.com. Locked on Heat on Instagram. This one comes from Danny, who writes in. Hmm. What's the best Jaime Jaquez comp that you can think of? David, you and I batted this around a little bit before we started recording here. I think we came up with some pretty good ones, but six foot six, two twenty-five, streaky shooter from three-point range. I think it's fair. Good He's part. on a good streak right now. He was on a bad streak before that. I think that's pretty much what we're going to be able to assume for a while going forward. Um, a good rebounder, a very yep. good cutter, and that's the thing that stands out to me when I'm thinking about comps. His size, obviously. But the fact that I think his rookie superpower, if you're going to name one, is just the off-ball stuff, the cutting. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that he can rely on on a game-to-game basis. Like I said, the three-point shot, that's going to come and go. Defensively, there's matchups where he's very strong. There's going to be other matchups where maybe it's going to be a little bit of a problem for him, especially in the playoffs. But we'll, we'll, we'll see, I guess. But one thing I, the thing I trust the most about his game is the cutting. That's true. I mean, I, I think he he's really good at serving things and understanding placement you see so many younger players and even sometimes older players that might just not necessarily be fully engaged and they're not exactly aware of space they're going to clog a lane they're going to do something no with Jaime see Bulls comma Chicago the entire night (laughs) just I didn't want to say what they were doing I didn't want to say it but yeah yeah good point Um, I feel bad that's my last dunking on the Bulls thing here why not everybody else has dunked on them that's air horns oh sorry anyway um (laughs) That's actually, uh, uh, I think Jaime just the high IQ and everything he does so yeah. well. So, I mean, you talked about his cutting. Is there a comp in mind that you think is a good off ball cutter? The guy I keep coming back to is like Denver Nuggets era Aaron Gordon. That's the guy mm. I keep coming back to. Similar size, uh, stronger than their size. Not to say that they're small, but I think they play bigger than they're even their size. Um, Aaron Gordon is a loud athlete. Jaime Hawkins Jr. is an underrated athlete. He's a quiet athlete, but he's he could dunk, man. You know, he's yeah. got that in, in training camp, that video of him doing the 360 between the legs uh, clutch dunk there. So he's 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 more athletic than you people give him credit for. Uh, I think the three-point shot, again, it's never going to be the strength of his game, but there's going to be games where it is, like like tonight, right? Just like with Aaron Gordon. There's nights where he goes three or four from the corners, and that's kind of his yeah. sweet spot. He's not taking above the break threes. I mean, Hakez, that's his that's his spot in the corners, too. Uh, defensively, I think he's a versatile player who's going to match up well with a lot of different kinds of guys. I kind of like Denver Nuggets era Aaron Gordon for his comp. It's the best I can come up with. No, I think it's a good one. I, I think Gordon might be you know, a little bit physical, more physical, uh, a little quicker uh, in terms of his ability to guard smaller players and everything else. But that doesn't mean that Jaime can't get to that point. And again, he's just very good about his decision-making process. And that's kind of what I was thinking. But I, I think uh, a good cop might be a guy like Shane Battier. And we talked about mm-hmm. this recently in terms of Haywood Highsmith and the role that a lot of people see him play, P.J. Tucker, things of that sort. But I think y- you can see in Hawkins the decision-making, the fact that he gets the ball in his hands and he's already surveying the floor, as you said, either whether it's off ball or in this case with the ball in his hands, and he's trying to figure out, okay, where is everybody moving? Let me find the right a cutter. Let me find somebody else open in the corner. If I put the ball down here, can I use a little fancy footwork to get to the rim and score an easy bucket? Always one step ahead of whoever's defending of him. And I think that's it, it early in the season. Like you could tell, like he was still a little bit too high strung perhaps because he was seeing the floor and the tempo wasn't aligning. And I don't know if that makes sense, but like his mind was moving quicker than his body. Mm. And so you could kind of see a lot of mistakes like rookie mistakes which are sure. perfectly fine given his age and his, the fact that he's starting his nba career but now i think he's found that balance very comfortably and he's making these quick decisions that lead to something else so 
I like Shane Battier as a possible comp. I know a lot of Heat fans, you know, think of him as a winning role player, and that's kind of yeah. the ceiling I see for Jaime Jaquez. And I don't think it's a bad one. Like he doesn't no, necessarily high end, need to be an all star. Yeah. No, yeah, really high end role player. Maybe like if we're talking about absolute like best case scenario ceiling, like a fringe all star, maybe can make it one year in a contract year when sure. he goes off like. You know, when he averages like 20 points, I don't know. But um, I think that's a, I think it's, it's a fair comp. Uh, let's get to our final question here. TZA Mac writes in, has Duncan Robinson reached untouchable status now? He's the glue to the Jimmy and Bam build. I, it, it's kind of funny to bring it up. Yeah. But it, it's funny that it's being brought up here because yeah. Duncan Robinson was a guy who looked, who looked like at times untradeable because you couldn't trade him even if you wanted to. And now he might be untradeable because you can't afford to lose him. And that's and it's only been a few months that we're really talking about the difference here. The yep. transformation about Duncan Robinson. We talked about this at length in our Monday episode. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out. But um, in terms of the glue to the Jimmy and Bam build, he he is a he's a very important glue guy. And, and lineups with Duncan Robinson just seem to click, especially when he's playing next to either one of those guys, especially both of them. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a really good point. Uh, I think, you know, his his ability to space the floor is so important, especially when you have two non-shooters. And Jimmy's taking more threes. And he's not necessarily hitting them at 50% every night, but he's still a, a good option. Oh, yep. Yeah, uh, but still, I, I think the fact that he provides that space, and he's so comfortable and so quick in letting that shot fly. Yeah, you have to run a couple of plays for him, but mostly I think it's kind of offset now by his ability to put the ball down and create plays for others and himself at the rim. And that's a valuable thing to have. Like, it's not clogging the mid lane. And I, I know we keep talking about this in context of like how he fares against Tyler Hero, but I'm starting to come around the possibility of both of them being in the starting lineup. Uh, as yeah. good as Kyle was today, I think your best version of this team, if Tyler's not willing or, or you know not necessarily going to make it an easy transition coming off the bench, I could see him starting alongside Duncan. And as long as those two are able to kind of coexist. I think that could be Miami's most dangerous lineup because that, then uh, you get a little bit of everything. That's a great tease to an episode later this week. We're going to be joined by Sports Illustrated's oh. Rohan Nadkarni to talk about that exact scenario and explore Duncan Robinson's evolving game in greater detail. So you can catch that later on this week. For now, thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.